Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Asif Khan and Abriana Lopez. All right, we are back with your favorite podcast of the week, of the year, hopefully. Um, and uh, yes, this is the second time we're recording this week. This is our annual uh, predictions show. Uh, as we uh, kind of uh, slow down over the holiday season, we want to take uh, a few moments to uh, kind of recap 2018 and look uh, towards uh, 2019. And uh, we're recording live on December 21st. Yes, it is the first day of winter officially today. Uh, and Santa's on his way uh, very soon. He will be coming um, <laughs> to visit all of us uh, with lots of goodies, uh, I hope. So um, how are you, Abriana? How's Atlanta? I'm good. It's cold and rainy and the office is pretty much like not shut down, but you know, there's very few people here now. So most people are out for the holidays, enjoying their time with their family and wrapping up shopping, um, which I need to definitely wrap up. I still have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's been like crazy busy the end of this year. I, I feel like in years past for me, it's always been like, you know, the last two weeks were kind of like, you know, kind of just dwindling down. It was a little bit slower. But this year has been just crazy with like customer requests and I mean, great things that are happening, right? Business mm -hmm. growth, but um, definitely a lot busier than usual. So it's been a little bit overwhelming. Like, when am I going to get the shopping done and, and do the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing for my family? <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited, you know, like my kids are young. So this is like a really fun time for them. And um, yeah, uh, I actually was looking at my new Santa pictures that we got taken and my oldest who's almost four, she like adored Santa. It was amazing. And then my youngest, um, who's just over one, um, absolutely hated Santa, bawled her eyes out. We got the best pictures. Um, <laughs> but it was really fun. So, you know, it's a good time. And uh, now I just have to figure out which pictures I'm going to pick to keep, you know, there that's you the go. hard part. Yeah. So the that's ones the where the kids dilemma. get all freaked out are the best. I love it. Like they're yeah. like, like, especially like just walk, walking by and watching, you know, this happen in the malls and stuff is, uh, is fun. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's a fun time of year. There's so much, uh, excitement and, and, cool things happening and I feel like Christmas came a little bit early for me because like later on this afternoon I'm picking up my new car so that's Ooh, like cool. uh that's like a Christmas present right there that is a big uh, Christmas present so good for you yeah yeah so uh yeah all good so um <laughs> maybe just to kind of get things going uh why don't we just recap a little bit on uh our predictions from last year um and uh you know, uh, you talked about uh, location data and transparency around location data and the quality of location data and sort of I did. being held to a higher standard. How do we feel about that for 2018? You know, I think that's been a big topic this year, but I don't feel like it's come to a peak yet, right? So I think that there's been many um, conferences and shows where this has been, you know, whether it's a keynote about like responsibility and being responsible with the data and the, and the permission that your consumers have given you, or whether it's talking about um, how different location technology companies can work together, um, can uh, respect privacy, can um, continue to grow their business with implications like GDPR and things of that nature. Um, 
you know, so I think that it's been a big topic, but I don't think it's necessarily come completely to fruition. I think there's a lot more that we're going to be um, hopeful for and, and seeing in 2019 in terms of transparency and how we're going to be able to uh, continue to be better at that as businesses, um, you know, and that's kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to cross over into any of my predictions yet, but, <laughs> you know, I think that it's still, there's still a long way to go there. We saw, but we saw some decent progress. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, for sure. I think there's definitely been progress made. If we look at uh, the LBMA uh, Global Trends Report uh, that we published uh, back in April this year, uh, we definitely saw a marked increase, uh, I think about a 7% lift in um, people's, uh, I would say, uh, trust in location data. Uh, so it's getting better. There's still a lot of room to go. Um, so I don't think we hit any home runs in that uh, this year. But definitely, I think... There's a lot more uh, of a microscope on the issue this year. I think from an education perspective, um, there's a lot more discussion about it. And I mean, you know, as recent as the big New York Times uh, expose uh, and now Facebook uh, this week, yeah, we've heard, you know, all kinds of news about what they're tracking. So I think these companies are realizing, I think everybody realizes the value of location data now. There's no question about you know its importance and its value. Um, I think the uh, now now the real discussion moves to okay, what is the true value exchange and where does that transparency line lie, um, and still allow for monetization uh, of that data. So um, I think there's more work to be done, but I think we've made some huge progress this year. So yeah. Um, you know, on my side uh, last year, you know, my, my prediction was uh, about the rise of uh, IoT sensor deployment in buildings in particular and kind of this move towards smart buildings uh, and rolling that out, smart flooring, smart lighting, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, and I feel similar to your prediction. I feel like some of that happened, um, but nothing like I was thinking, right? I thought we'd see a lot faster rollout. Um, and there was definitely increase in that. I mean, again, looking back at our report, uh, the growth in smart lighting, especially in some sectors, as much as 12, uh, 14% uh, in some of the different countries uh, that we track. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think there's way more work to be done there for sure. And I think a lot of it, uh, you know, kind of leads into what I'm going to talk about later on in terms of my prediction for next year. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think that uh, there's always the limitation of the capital expenditure requirements around, you know, this kind of hardware, right? Um, in retail, you know, a lot of these retailers are just trying to survive, let alone, you know, spend new money on technology and infrastructure. Um, in other sectors, we're seeing faster growth, I think, around this kind of stuff, uh, manufacturing and, and, and other areas. So, um you know, some progress made, but uh, overall, I would say uh, lots more work to be done there. So now what about your company prediction from last year? <sighs> totally fell flat. <laughs> Google Fiber was supposed to be like rolling out all these, you know, much, much more cities, providing better connectivity, um, you know, without this throttling and all the other stuff that these bigger companies that have been, um, you know, providing connectivity for longer terms, uh, but I still have not seen it. I have not smelled Google Fiber come close to my house. I know we have it some in the city of Atlanta, but still not still not where I live, which is 
you know, not like it's, we're not talking like I live in the middle of nowhere. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a disappointing prediction, I would say, but I don't know. I don't know what Google's plans are there. Like, is that still even a, it sounds like Facebook is more about providing connectivity these days than Google is. So I don't know. I don't really have a lot to talk about there, but yeah, it definitely fell flat. How about yours? Uh, so I picked WeWork last year. Um, I feel like they did really well uh, this year. I mean, I think they, they've really uh, opened a ton of new uh, shared co-working spaces all over the world. They've been buying up massive amounts of, uh, you know, high-end retail property, you know, New York flagship retail stores uh, in, in Europe as well. Uh, they're really moving towards this model of, you know, sort of not just being co-working anymore and being lifestyle, right? Like, and, and kind of touching and blending work, play, um, you know, entertainment, uh, all of that kind of stuff together. So I, I feel like they're, they did, they did a lot of that this year and I think they're continuing to, to, you know, to kind of move in that direction. So I'm going to say I did, I did okay on that one, um, you know, for last year. So, Yeah. All right, turning our attention towards 2019 now, uh, Brianna, what, what have you to say? All right, in the words of Rocky Three, I'm saying my prediction is pain, more pain around regulation. Um, yeah, I hate to say that, like, especially with my job and my role and everything that we do and all the cool stuff that we know location data can provide and cool experiences. Um, yeah, I think that regulation is definitely going to continue. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of Congress and government involvement lately. You mentioned Facebook, um, you know, with all of the things that we've seen, like data breaches, um, just, I think, uh, just a very ingenuine and insincere relationship with consumers and how our data is being treated and used. I think that we can really start to look towards this next year as like, you know, we think that GDPR, the crack, you know, the, the whip cracked in 2018. I don't think we've really seen a whole lot yet. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think that we're just going to continue to see us go down um, this path. Honestly, you know, th just this week alone with everything that happened with Facebook, like I consider myself a pretty social person and I have, you know, basically every social platform that's out there, but I've really considered getting rid of Instagram and Facebook. Like maybe that's something that I should do. Um, and I think that more and more people are saying like, Hey, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be part of this anymore, but at what cost, right? Like what's the real cost yeah. to some extent? I'm like, you know what? I don't really, I don't have, it's not that I have anything to hide, but when somebody's reading your personal messages or passing that information along to other businesses, you know, I just think that there's there's questionable things going on, and we've seen more and more people talking about just moving away from that. So um, what I hope would happen is that companies would just have integrity and do the right thing um, to keep people on their platform and keep people engaged and use the data in a responsible manner. Um, because I think that it's really, you know, people don't want to say no to that. They want to share their lives with friends and, and pictures of their families and do all of those things. Um, and they want to get, and they want to have content that's given to them. That's, you know, tailored to them and makes sense for, you know, their location. I think yeah. that they're open to that, but when it becomes more about, um, I think, you know, increasing revenue versus, um, what you were actually founded and based upon, which was connecting people then I think we're just getting away from that. So I think that regulation is going to continue to crack down. Um, 
and we're probably just seeing the beginning of it. That's that's my unfortunate prediction for 2019. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with uh, with the general notion of that. I think I think that uh, we're going to see a lot more uh, regulatory framework uh, come come about in this space. I'm what I'm hopeful about is that you know we have some input into that uh, as an as an organization. Uh, you know, with our partner organizations around the world. Um, and the community at large, I think, you know, we need to speak into that and we need to uh, help shape that and make sure that um, this is truly about uh, protecting people's rights and, and finding the balance between that and, and being able to monetize this data, which we know is, is super useful. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I agree with you. Um, all right, so so kind of good segue into my prediction, which is um, I'll simply call it the democratization of location data. Um, so for me, what I see in 2019 uh, is this kind of growing trend towards, uh, at least within our community, the uh, the realization that the the marketing and advertising use cases for location data. Are, are really hitting a bit of a mature maturity point now. From the perspective of retail, uh, I think everybody's doing something with location-based marketing. I, most people have beacons deployed if they're gonna do beacons by this point, all that type of stuff. Um, I think there's lots of work to be done um, to improve uh, the way we do it. But overall, I would say, uh, the, from a marketing advertising perspective, pretty much everybody's kind of using this. There isn't too many companies anymore who, who aren't doing anything with location data yet. And so I think what that means is, is that many of the vendors, many of the solution providers in the space are now looking, okay, well, where else can I use this, uh, this data and this, these technology platforms and solutions we've built? And so what I think that leads to is this uh, freeing up, this democratization of where location-based uh, data isn't only about marketing and advertising anymore, but it's about digital citizen engagement. It's it's about, you know, how do we use this to make the lives of everybody better? Whether that is more personalized hyperlocal marketing, uh, because we know what they want or what they're interested in, or improving customer service when people are applying for a new driver's license, or, you know, uh, making buildings more efficient with sensors or, or whatever the case might be, or even you know how we uh, better utilize you know uh, funds you know around political campaigning or whatever it might be, you know or transportation systems or Uber or you know you know ways that those types of platforms. It's all location data, right? And and so I think that for me that's that's really where we're we're going to. And I think 2019 will be a banner year for a, a realization around the freeing up of this data to do many other things. And I think it feeds nicely into what you're talking about because as we do that, as we move just beyond marketing and advertising into everyday citizen engagement, the need for regulatory frameworks and transparency becomes even more paramount. Um, but that's where we're going. And so we need to be ready for it. Um, and to that end, you know, from our perspective at the LBMA, you know, we're right now in the very planning stages of a brand new conference. So you guys all know us for Retail Locos and all that kind of stuff, but we're working on a whole new conference that has, you know, very little to do with retail and advertising and marketing and everything to do with how location data plays across, you know, everything that we do with as people. Um, 
and we're partnering with the Open Geospatial Consortium uh, to do this, uh, kind of bringing their world of government and smart cities and you know big big location data, you know, and our world of marketing and advertising together, right? And seeing you know what are the cross sections and and, and interplay between that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for in 2019 as for sort of my big prediction and simply calling that the democratization of location data. Um, and yeah, so that's it. I think that's exciting. And, you know, um, do you think that part of that democratization, democratization is going to be, um, providing, uh, some sort of value or funding or um, monetary compensation to consumers for that data. I mean, do you foresee that that that's going to be somewhere that we go? I think so. Um, I think you know we've seen experiments uh, in that area um, that haven't really gone very far yet. But I think I think that will become a, a viable option. And there was a study that came out yesterday. Can't remember what university around Facebook, um, and they asked different age groups. Uh, around uh, how much would it take for them to get off of Facebook uh, completely, you know, for, you know, a year, um, you know, and some people said $1,100, $1,500, you know, you know, things like that. Um, some people said they would never do it, of course, uh, at all. Uh, it's too important to them. But it was interesting to see there is a price, right, for, you know, the, the, in terms of how people think about that data um, and their willingness to engage or not engage. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think we're going down that, that road for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because I think that to your point, like there's, there's like the scary unknown about the regulation, but the, um, exciting part obviously is people working together and using this for the good because we do know how much good it can do, yeah. um, in terms of like how we plan things, how we build things where you where you place your business, if it's a retail location, um, how you reach your consumers, who are your consumers, understanding them. Um, and then, you know, from like a government and city planning, of course, absolutely, there's so many implications and applications there. So I, I think that, you know, we can learn so much more from each other this year, and hopefully that will um, be the driving factor for the responsibility side of things. Yeah, so there you go. All right, do you have a company uh, to watch for next year? I do. It's a small company. So I want to preface it with it kind of being a prediction slash company. So, you know, I think this past year we saw a lot of uh, blending of digital and physical worlds and we saw a lot of really interesting applications of that. However, I do feel like a lot of those applications focused marketing and advertising, right? And I'm not talking about just AR and VR, uh, but, you know, even going kind of beyond that a little bit. Um, but you know, we saw things like where you, you went to specific places and you could bring things to life or, um, you know, bringing particular retail goods to life or being able to get more information about a good, um, you know, via an app while you're in a specific store. You know, we saw a lot of these things coming to life, but I don't know that we really saw a good application of the blending of physical and digital for a monetizing um, economy, right? So for an actual business application. So this business that I've been reading up on, and they've been in Forbes and some other publications, and they're new, they're just getting started, is called Franchise, or FCFL, and that's a fan-controlled football league. Mm -hmm. So anybody who knows me knows I love sports, and that's kind of like where I was in another lifetime. 
And so I really love this. So what they've done is they've created eight football teams, and these teams will be, um, like, you're not going to have, so it's starting with football, right? But you're not going to have, like, all the special teams or a kicker and things like that. The games will be one hour long, and basically the fans are calling the plays. So you're doing that, you know, I'm sure via an app, like on a mobile device, and and getting fans really engaged in sports again. So Mm. um, I think that's really exciting, and I love the idea of blending these things together. And some of the trends that we've seen this past year with how um, sports gaming and gambling has really um, taken off, and the regulation around that has been, like, you know, diminishing. So, you know, it used to be that you could do that, I think, in, like, Delaware and Vegas, but I think now you can pretty much do that anywhere, right? And so with all of that changing, I think this is a great time for a company like this to come in. So we've seen the applications of the, these blends in kind of non-revenue generating areas. And now we're going to see a business that's almost based upon that. So my, um, my company is, is Franchise or FCFL. So I think that they're going to really do big things. Um, and I'm excited to see that. You know, we've seen how like fantasy, fantasy sports or even um, – the ESPN, what is it like the game where you do the the trivia and you like uh, the you pay to to you get you can win money every day, right? Like there's the all these different things and and the following that these you know that these companies have are huge. Like um, it's really easy to gain fans in that area, so it just grows really quickly. So I think that we're going to continue to see that. Um, and that's my that's my company. They're just getting started, but I think that they're going to do big things this year in 2019. Yeah. I- I think that's cool. Uh, and it's called Franchise? Yeah, Franchise or FCFL, which is Fan FCFL. Controlled Football League. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know, I to... sprung that one on you. You didn't even expect I'll that. I'll have to check that out. I mean, that's that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, room for, for growth in uh, sports and entertainment in general uh, in terms of advancing uh, you know, with some of these emerging technologies. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, for me, uh, much more, um, you know, sort of uh, normalized, <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, you know, and it's really two companies in one for me that, uh, for next year, and that is both Uber and Lyft, because both are scheduled for IPOs uh, in 2019. And I think, you know, just 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 that fact alone, uh, in terms of the capital raise that will go on with that, and the uh, sort of downstream uh, opportunity for MMA, M&A transaction, consolidation in the industry, acquisitions of other uh, horizontal uh, or even vertical plays for these companies will be fascinating to watch, right? Because with lots of money comes lots of movement, right, in the industry. And uh, it will be, I'm really looking forward to seeing what these IPOs mean. Um, because, and, and in a lot of ways, I wish Rob was actually here uh, yeah. today because if you haven't followed Rob lately, um, Rob now works for Lyft um, and uh, heads up uh, the uh, the Ottawa operations here in Canada uh, for them. So um, it would be interesting to get his perspective on that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I for for me, I think those are two interesting companies to watch next year. I mean, there's lots of others, but I think IPOs of that size uh, can change it can change a market in a hurry. So um, We'll see how that goes. I think that's a good prediction. I, I definitely think that there's going to be some interesting movement in that space this year as well. So Yeah. So there you go. So that's our show uh, for, for, for this year. That's our wrap for this year, really. 
and a bit of a, a look into next year. You know, and from the LBMA side, I'll, I'll, I'll just close with this. You know, it, it's been a great year for us uh, here at the LBMA. Lots of growth uh, in terms of new members, uh, new chapters. We just opened in, in Paris and Brussels uh, a few weeks ago. Um, we've got a, a fantastic new global advisory board um, that's uh, engaged uh, with us uh, and excited to be working with them and seeking their input and guidance on kind of where, where we need to go uh, over the years to come. And we've got new chapters that we're still uh, in the planning works for 2019 as well. We're looking to open in Italy, in Spain, in Mexico City, um, and, and, and in discussions with a bunch of other cities as well. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm really happy about kind of where we're at uh, this year. And in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of the companies we've talked about this year on the show, a lot of the folks that we've had as guests on the show uh, have been a big part of, uh, of helping uh, the success of the organization. You've been a huge part of this organization, Abriana, so thank you for, uh, for all you do. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to a great 2019. Thank you, and thank you guys for you know supporting us this year and being part of the 2018 journey. And hopefully, we'll be back next year even better than we were this year. So, lots of good things on the books. All right, enjoy Thanks the holidays, everyone. Uh, have a great one, and we'll be we'll see you in uh, in early January. Bye. Bye.